Welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, tonight we're going to talk about Jonathan Majors. There's been some crazy developments in the whole Jonathan Majors trial, uh, just some weird issues involving him and the girlfriend. But believe it or not, there's some financial angles to this that will kind of blow your mind. It made me think about my book, Financial Lovemaking. And I'm going to break all this down for you. So as you come in, do a couple of things for me. Number one, give me a yes in the chat to let me know my audio's coming through okay. And number two, shout out your city. And then number three, uh, buckle up the seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I want to do a quick audio check if you don't mind. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Let me know you can hear me okay. Also, shout out, shout out the city you're from. Let me know what city you guys are from. And some of you are listening on Spotify. Uh, you can actually find me on Spotify. Well, we got a million downloads last month, so thank you very much for those of you who like intelligent black content on the internet, because uh, I'm not going to give you anything less than that. And uh, also, uh, I want to uh, let you guys know that uh, for those of you that wanted to sign up for uh, the financial consciousness training that I'm doing January 1st, we're going to do 30 straight days uh, inside our social media platform in B1Nation.us, where we're going to literally each day, seven days a week, 30 straight days, form a new habit. It takes 30 days to form a new habit. Uh, each day, I'm going to give you a financial lesson, something that will elevate your economic game, elevate your economic consciousness. Now, here's the problem right now. Right now, we are sold out of the class. Uh, a lot of you, uh, we're going to use my book, uh, 30 Days to Wealth and Power. We sold out, so there's no more spaces right now. However, we're going to get some more copies of the book. And uh, and, and it, once we get copies, uh, we will let you guys know uh, if you want to still join us for the January 1st class. So if you want to be notified when we get more slots, just text the word stock to 31996 text stock to 31996 those of you that have already uh, they're already on the list you know that tonight i sent you a list of ai stocks that i like so text stock to 31996 i'll send you lots of free stuff from the black business school so i want to say hello to james and shabella and uh jasmine miss wilson from KD, texas i see you uh michelle uh thomas young good to see you as well all right so let's get into this um how many of you how many of you were following did y'all see jonathan majors and this stuff about uh him and that uh the, the the lady that he's in court with right now the lady that accused him of domestic violence uh how many of y'all saw the update where she was claiming that he asked her to act like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama or something like that, which I thought was just really interesting. I was sitting there thinking, man, that's kind of a strange thing to say if that is true. Uh, I'm going to read this to you and let you guys know what's going on with Jonathan Majors, and I'll let you know why I'm talking about it. All right, so uh, according to Complex Magazine, um, they said there were shocking allegations made during the opening statements of the Jonathan Majors assault trial on Monday. In a lower Manhattan courtroom, Majors, who held a Bible in his hand, was joined by his current girlfriend, actress Megan Good. In her opening statement, Majors' attorney 
Priya Chaudhry claimed that, that the actor's ex great that the actor's ex Grace Jabari accused him of domestic violence and harassment because he ended their relationship. Also alleging racism as the reason for Major's arrest on March 25th, the Creed three stars African American Jabari is a white British woman. After Chowdhury's claims of Jabari being out for revenge, Assistant District Attorney Michael Perez accused Majors 34 of showing a, quote, cruel and manipulative pattern of psychological abuse towards his ex-girlfriend per the Business Insider. A surprising turn came when Perez said that Majors demanded total compliance from Jabari and allegedly wanted her to act similarly to the late civil rights activist and author Coretta Scott King or former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama, by, quote, making sacrifices for him. Whew. What y'all think? <clears throat> What's up, Dr. Bob? I see you, man. Good to see you, brother. Nikki, what y'all think? What y'all think? Yeah, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an assessment based on what I saw here. First of all, I, I thought it was just <laughs> hilarious, right, if it's true. Um, but, but just to sort of put it into a bigger context, these these cases are funny to me when they sort of say, well, there's this pattern of psychological abuse and <clears throat> and it becomes allegations. Right. And uh, and remember this, you know, ladies, as much as we might be quick to believe that a man was psychologically abusing a woman, which we know that that does happen. We know that domestic violence is real. Um, you know, a woman can easily be accused of the same thing. Uh, I don't know. Give me a yes or no. If you've ever seen a woman psychologically abusing a man, if you want to call it that, right? Has anybody ever seen this? Have you ever seen a woman who nags the hell out of him, stays in his face, is always yelling at him, always raising her voice, always kind of copping an attitude toward him, making him feel bad, all this other stuff, right? This is a kind of abuse that a lot of men go through that nobody really acknowledges. Nobody talks about that, you know? And, and the, but here's the thing though, it's hard to prove. It's hard to prove that you are really psychologically abused because we don't even have a clear definition of what that is. We don't even really, I mean, we kind of do, but we really don't, you know, it's like, uh, you know, because some people claim that you abuse them because you simply told them, no, they wanted something. You said, I don't want to do that. And they're like, Oh, you're abusing me. You're being mean to me. Why am I being mean to you? Because I'm not complying with your demands. I'm not giving you what you want. You want money. And I told you, no, you know, or I told you that I don't want to be around you anymore. I don't want to date you anymore. Right. I mean, that, that, that's, what's funny to me is they're throwing around these claims and these allegations. And, and I, and I think that when, and it's okay to throw an allegation, right? Anybody can accuse anybody of anything, <clears throat> but we got to remember what it is. It's an allegation. So when I look at this, I'm like, okay, so they had a bad relationship. They had, they should have just got away from each other. Uh, and you know, and she's claiming somehow that him yelling at her was worse than her yelling at him. And I, I don't know, maybe it was, I can't say it wasn't or was or was not. Uh, he did a great job when he played the villain in that Ant-Man movie. So maybe it was a scary experience for her. But at the end of the day, I think that when we start talking about these allegations and somehow we put more of the weight on top of the man, like, OK, because I'm not happy with you, I can accuse you of being an abuser. But if I'm a man and I'm not happy with her. I can't turn around and sue her or whatever it is for her abuse. Now, this is not a civil suit. This is a criminal case because there was an accusation of, of physical violence, right? W which case, by the way, I want to make it clear what my position is on physical violence. Keep your hands off each other. Uh, men, don't. You're the bigger, stronger one party in most relationships unless you're dating a big girl, which is okay, too. Big girls need love, too. Uh, but still, assuming you are the physically dominant 
uh, party in that relationship, you have no business putting your hands on that woman, even if she put her hands on you. Even if my wife were to hit me, I would never hit her back because that's just a creed. That's a code. That's something that honorable men do, in my opinion. So I want to make that clear. However, uh, I, I think that these the way these accusations get thrown around is problematic because it has real consequences. You know, Jonathan Majors really, truly, most likely, I would be stunned if Disney ever makes him uh, the, 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 the villain or the hero or whatever he was in any movie going forward. I, I will be stunned if they put him in anything. Because they, they're like, oh, no, we, we've got a tainted Negro here. we got a tainted black man. He's been tainted by an accusation. So, so, so the consequences for him became real like that. Even before we were able to prove anything, the consequences became very real very quickly for him. And, uh, and Disney, I mean, I, I talked to you guys about Disney. Disney stock is struggling. Disney, uh, as a company, has been doing terribly for shareholders the last five years. Disney overall is in the middle of a massive proxy fight because there are people accusing the leadership of the company of mismanaging company resources. Uh, you know, so we like, for example, a couple months ago, we were talking about the Tulsa real estate fund where that happens, all that kind of thing happens all the time. So right now, Bob Iger is under a lot of pressure from uh, Nelson Peltz and some other activist shareholders who feel that Disney's not being run appropriately. So Disney is uh, likely not interested in taking on the controversy of bringing Jonathan Majors back just because he was accused of something, just because he was accused, right? And uh, and then, you know, you go deeper. Uh, if you want to talk specifically about Disney, remember, Disney uh, has had a string of flops. Their uh, untouchable Marvel franchise that was that could not do any wrong, that could do no wrong, that was kind of the Jay-Z or the Michael Jordan of filmmaking suddenly fell off big time. They, they put out two or three movies that were just terrible. One movie was called Wish. And I knew Wish was going to be a, a, a flop because my daughter, who who, go, who 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 follows Disney very closely, she had no interest in Wish. That told me right there, oh, I bet this movie didn't make any money because I know that when The Little Mermaid came out, she was all over it. Uh, and then on top of that, you had another one that they released called The Marvels, which was basically feminism in outer space. That's what it was. It was very political. It was, you know, let's let's do a girl power kind of superhero movie, which is fine. I'm all for girl power. Power. I got two daughters. They're they're, they're powerful. They do whatever they want. But uh, at the same time, I started wondering to myself. I said, you know, this is interesting because I am a Marvel fan. I, I follow the Marvel storylines. I like Marvel a lot. And as a fan, I remember thinking, I don't want to see that movie. There's no, I don't, I'm because I'm not a teenage girl and I don't really, you know, watching teenage girl superheroes just doesn't do it for me the way I might feel when I see a superhero I can identify with, maybe a grown man my own age, right? So I said, I hope they have enough teenage girls interested in superhero movies to come see this movie. I wasn't sure. I, again, not, 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 not in a sexist way, but I remember thinking, I know we're, we know that they'll go see the Barbie movie, but will they go see? Uh, you know, a superhero movie, and and they didn't. They didn't. The numbers were terrible. So so Disney's in trouble. Disney's getting a lot of pressure because they're putting out flops. They're getting overly political. They got involved. They got in a fight with the governor. Um, what's his face? Ron DeSantis over uh, you know, over there his don't say gay policy or whatever, which to me was something they never should have gotten involved with. And next thing you know, the the, the company's really getting its butt kicked. So Disney, as a company that it's on its hind legs right now, that's getting its behind kicked is not interested in dealing with a controversy like this. I just don't see it. And uh, and, and so interesting. Now, you said I Am Legend 2 is coming out. Is that a Disney movie? That's not a Disney movie, is it? 
if that's a Disney movie, oh, that makes it even more complicated. Let me let me check. Is I am Legend? It's not. That's not a Disney movie. No way. Let me see. It's, it can't be a, if it's a Disney movie. Um, let me see here. Who produced I Am Legend? Is is I Am Legend on Netflix or Prime? Um, who made it? Let me see. I it's not. No, it, you said I Am Legend's coming out, but that's not a Disney movie, right? I, I'm going to assume that it's not. If it's if I'm wrong, let me know. But if that were the case, that would be a, a triple whammy because you saw it the other day. Michael B. Jordan has had an interesting incident where he he hit a car or something and people are like, well, what was going on? Like, was he high? Was he drunk? You know, I'm not saying he was. I like Michael B. Jordan a lot, but something bad happened with Michael B. Jordan the other day that led to that movie being in question. I don't think that's a Disney movie, so I don't think that's going to have anything to do with this. But although we know that Creed 2 is going to be affected, so I'll be curious to see how Creed 2 moves forward. If you remember, when Majors got accused, if I'm not mistaken, maybe this was a coincidence, but I could have sworn that Michael B. Jordan literally wiped Jonathan Majors off of his Instagram. All the buddy buddy pictures and everything else that they really set the, the tone for Creed. Suddenly that was kind of eliminated. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, what this kind of runs into is this idea that it is very difficult to build a brand around a black male personality. It is very difficult to build your brand on top of the image of a black male personality. Why? Well, because black men can easily be accused. And when they get accused of something, everybody believes it. Give me a guess if you're following the logic here. Let me know if you understand what I'm saying. So Jonathan Majors, I don't know if Jonathan Majors was guilty or innocent. But what's interesting here, and I want you to pay attention here, is that, uh, thank you very much, my name is Corey, Warner Brothers made that, that's right, I forgot, Will Will Smith's brother, Harry, told me that they had a lot of deals with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. I totally forgot about that. So so, so anyway, um, so, so think about this, right? Uh, Jonathan Majors, his brand is very fragile. You're a black man, you're dating a white woman, she accuses you of anything, she could destroy you. So that gives her a lot of leverage in the relationship, which could cause problems for you. Uh, what's another one? You look at Diddy right now. Diddy, now Diddy, that's a, that's a different story. Diddy has a <clears throat> he has a long track record. He goes way back before Tupac, and, and there were people who had legitimate reason to believe that Diddy may have been involved with the Tupac murder. Was he or was he not? I don't know, but I know a lot of people are running around here saying that he paid money and all this other stuff. Either way, though, these accusations, these lawsuits, these this spaghetti that's starting to stick on Diddy is costing him financially. Diageo, the uh, what, I, I, I'm, I'm mispronouncing it, so forgive me for mispronouncing it. I, I think it's either Diageo or Diego or whatever. The, the liquor brand, right? They All the rappers like to sell liquor. So that liquor brand is now in court right now, basically saying, like, this is why we don't want to give this guy our $15 million marketing budget because he's a tainted brand. He's 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 he, we, we can't put his face on our liquor. He will not be good at promoting our liquor because look at look at all those lawsuits. Look at all those accusations. And so so really, generally speaking, though, even when you go beyond the Jonathan Majors and the, and the Diddies, the black male in general is seen by many to be a tainted brand. Right. Boyce Walk, I, I am a tainted brand. Uh, you know, I can tell you, for example, I was accused of 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 somehow being connected to the Tulsa real estate fund and getting money from the Tulsa fund and, and all this other stuff. I never did. I never got any money from the Tulsa fund. Never. Not once. But it didn't matter that what I said. It was, uh, OK, this guy is black. So uh, we're going to just make a crazy accusation and everyone's going to believe it. Right. Right. So I've seen this up close. 
I've seen it where people uh, that I did business with, where I told them to, to go to hell. I, I don't want to pay you any money. I don't want to. I don't want to work with you. And then they they would threaten. They they literally people will literally blackmail you. They'll say, "I'll go out and tell my story." And I'm like, "What story? You ain't got the story to tell." But they know they can just make up a story, and that some people will believe it. And why is it easy to believe? I think it's easier to believe because it's easy to believe a black man committed a crime. It's easy to believe a black man did something unethical. It's easy to believe a black man beat his wife, stabbed the dog, stole the bananas, or beat up the old lady in the street. That's what people want to believe. So Jonathan Majors is in trouble, not just because he's a black man, but because he's a famous black man, and also because he's a black man who has played a villain in a movie. So it's very easy on a subconscious level. My wife is an expert on the subconscious mind. It's very easy on a subconscious level for people, particularly an all-white jury, to believe that this black man is a villain. Now, uh, could Jonathan Majors really be a villain? Who knows? I can tell you this. When I saw the first allegation, what immediately occurred was that there are people from the Yale acting community. Yale acting school, apparently, is one of the best schools out here. And they were really going in. There were some people saying, you know, he has many victims and I'd like to get the victims to speak up because blah, 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 blah. So uh, if he did some things, um, you know, if he did some things that were uh, harmful to other women, all that comes out, right? All that all that comes out. I hope it wasn't that bad, but you never know. Now, here's the thing that's hard to kind of dissect though is 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 it you know, is the accusation that he was truly abusive to women or is the accusation that he was a, a player, a love him and leave him type. You know, like Michael Jackson said, my mama used to tell me the the what was it? Uh what was it? What she used to say, uh, don't go around breaking young girls hearts, right? And so there are some people who are heartbreakers. There are men who uh, who love them and leave them and all this other stuff. And, and it's up to you to decide if you want to do that. But 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 sometimes I wonder that. I wonder, okay, was he was this just a love him and leave him type of guy? A guy? You know, are you dealing with bitterness from somebody that you did not want? Which actually, you have the right to uh, choose who you want to be with, right? Just like women, uh, for women, no means no. Well, for a man, he has the right to say no. Right. Just like a woman can say, hey, come on in my bedroom, let's have some sex. And then she can say, oh, no, I changed my mind. It doesn't matter how mad you are. You have to leave. You cannot sleep with that woman at that point. Well, a man might make a commitment and say, hey, I, hey, girl, I want to be with you forever. And then say, ah, I don't think I want to. It sucks. It's not fair. It ain't right. But that doesn't give uh, that doesn't make that person into some sort of supervillain. But I really think we're kind of in a society where we're getting to that point. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they 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 institute some sort of significant penalty for men who uh who lie and 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 sleep with a woman i i i think in fact i've heard people talk like that where they've said that uh that, that it should become a crime almost like theft like you stole a product like theft by deception so you got access to my body because you pretended to be a millionaire and you were really broke or you pretended to work at uh, to have a high ranking position at, at at Google, and really you were in the unemployment line. Or you pretended that you wanted to marry me, but you had no intention of marrying me. I really bet you, in the next twenty years, there will be a penalty, a civil and or possibly criminal penalty for that. Now, if you agree or disagree, I don't know. That's up to you. But I really think it's important to warn your sons because your black sons are going to be affected by this, right? So, so when they go out. And also, it's really dangerous because hip hop promotes kind of the pimping culture, right? They kind of push this idea that men should just, you know, not care about women and just be, you know, these brutes. 
And so that pimping culture, when hip hop collides with the Me Too movement, it's going to be an epic explosion. I think that Diddy is kind of the beginning of that. I think over time, it's going to get much worse. And so basically, and I spoke to a famous rapper not too long ago, and he said, basically, what's probably going to happen is that any woman who ever slept with a man who still has money can file lawsuits and say, he did something mean to me. And because she said it, he's going to have to pay. Right. And so this is what I see on a financial standpoint. This is why I'm talking about this uh, from a from a financial side, because I want you to understand what wealth protection looks like. It doesn't just look it doesn't show up in the form of estate planning or in insurance products. It shows up in the form of decision making. Uh, Who am I? gonna entangle with? Who am I gonna sleep with? Can I trust this woman? You know, uh, again, as a man, you know, I don't know if y'all agree or not, but as a man, I always grew up on the on the code of don't kiss and tell. I will never, ever, you will never, ever, never, 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 no, never have me come on this platform and tell you about any woman I've ever slept with. You, I, I won't tell you about any woman that's broken my heart. I won't tell you uh, what happened in that relationship. I'm not going to feel like, oh, I'm vindicated and liberated by telling my story. No, that's not that's not everybody's story. And it is kind of my story, but it's also her story. And she don't want her story out there. I, I always saw that as a sign of just general decency and respect. And, and, and what's interesting to me is that we have this other side where a disgruntled person and because sometimes they claim everybody claims to be a victim. Everybody claims, like, oh, I was victimizing. Some victims are really out there, but but you have some people that ain't really victims. They're just mad. And they're like, oh, I was a victim and I have a right to tell my story. Well, yeah, you're telling a story, but do you have proof of that story? Is there evidence? Like, where, where did you did you go to the police with your story when this allegedly happened? And, you know, and, and this is what black men are up against. So so I have empathy for Jonathan Majors. Now, let me say this, though. I'm, I'm going to give the other side of that in a second. So before I do that, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, I do have a book on love and money, by the way. This is why relationship stuff is interesting to me. The book is called Financial Love Banking. It's available on Amazon and Audible or Dr. Boyce Books. If you want to get it directly from my family, you can go to drboycebooks.com as well. And also on that platform, we have financial flashcards for kids. They make excellent Christmas gifts for your children. If you want to give them financial literacy that will last them for the rest of their life. Uh, we, we have financial workbooks for kids. We have all kinds of stuff there. So feel free to go to drboycebooks.com. And also don't forget this podcast is on Spotify and it's also on um, it's also on Apple. So if you look up my name on Spotify and Apple, you can find me there. And last but not least, if you uh, if you want to get uh, a list of AI stocks and or or if you want to get a training on how to make money without working or just uh, lots of uh, profit alerts on stocks that I like, just text the word stock to 31996. Text stock to 31996. OK, so let me move on. So in terms of Jonathan Majors, let me put Chris Poland's comment on the cha- on the on the on the on the screen a second, because I want to I want to make sure we understand why we're talking about this topic. So he says, Dr. Boyce on the cover of National Enquirer. See, that's an ignorant comment. Let me explain why that's an ignorant comment. The reason that we talk about these topics is because money shows up in various aspects of your personal choices. Yeah, If Jonathan Majors was my son, I would tell him, son, I know you like the snow bunnies. I know you do. It's fine. Whatever. It's up to you. I'm not judging that. But you need to understand that when you are a wealthy black man, and you are entering into these relationships with these random women, especially women you don't know, uh, you know, 304s, the, you know, Becky, Becky, the snow bunny who, who loves you to death. Just understand that you are making yourself vulnerable every single time you lay down with a woman. You, you are. You're transferring your power over to that woman. That woman has the ability 
Every woman you lay down with has the ability to throw a dart at your head and to destroy you. Every woman you lay with, every woman you kiss, every woman you cuddle with, every time you grab somebody's booty, you are putting everything that you have worked for in jeopardy on the line. So, son, look, I'm not going to tell you not to sleep with women. I get it. Women are, are nice. And, and, and believe me, when you get that bread and you're starting in those movies, those women will make you think you're the king of the world. They're going to love you. They're going to want to be get up next to you. Uh, I never became as handsome as I was after I made my first million dollars and had a PhD to go with it. And I was famous around the known around the world. I could go to city. I went to London and ran into people that knew me in London. I, I went to cities I'd never been to before and met people on the street who recognized. So, so there's a, you talk about a flex and swag and having access to whatever. Believe me, it's 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 pretty cool, it's pretty nice. But the difference though is that unlike Jonathan, Jonathan was cursed. Jonathan was cursed because he got a lot more fame and a lot more money at a much earlier age. He got all this in his 20s. I didn't get any recognition for the work I was doing. I was grinding the whole time, but I but I grind in the dark. I don't grind, I don't need to be grinding in front of people, but I started to get recognized, but I was in my late 30s. And by that time, I, I knew that anytime you in in you anytime you engage in anything with excess, you are gonna put yourself in jeopardy. And and I want to slap some of these young guys in the head and say, bro, do you understand what you're doing? Do you understand that every single woman you lay down with can destroy you? Now, if you don't care about your hard work, if you don't care about all the thousands of hours you spent in the gym or in the studio or working hard to build your career as an engineer or the money you put into your a bank account, then, then that's fine. It's up to you. But just understand that it ain't like it was in 1950. In the 1950s and 1960s, Bill Cosby and those guys would do their thing. Women did not have any voice at all. It was incredibly wrong. And, and, and they could get away with those things. In 2023, any of those women could shoot you down from a distance. Think, I mean, think about this now. You've got people making accusations in 2023 of unproven incidents that allegedly occurred in 1992, 1985, and getting money for that. Getting paid? Do you understand how crazy? I mean, does anybody else get how insane that is? They, there's nothing. Give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Do you all think that there's anything I could accuse a white woman of in 2023 that she did to me in 1984 that would get me paid in the court of law? Is there anything I could I could I could accuse a white woman of, or even a black woman, or even another black? Man? Is there anything I could accuse any human being of? I'm a black man. That's a black man. Could, could I say, you know, she grabbed my booty in 1988 and I have been traumatized ever since. My life has been terrible. I almost killed myself 12 years later. It's her fault because she grabbed my booty without permission and it just devastated me. Can I go to court and get paid off of that? Or would I get laughed out of town? I would get laughed out of town. So just understand that this is a privilege that only belongs to women and it only it mostly belongs to white women. I think that if Jonathan Majors were in a similar incident with a black woman, I don't think that he would get the same media attention that he's getting right now. I, th I think that, that it would be sort of glossed over a little bit more. But even then, I think everybody should have that burden of proof, just like I should have the burden of proof, because because I don't understand why we don't consider what the consequences are for somebody who's been falsely accused. So we, we, we should go out of our way to avoid that. 
All right. So anyway, um, so 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 do me a favor, by the way, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, we have a social media platform. If you want to join it, uh, I say stuff that gets me in trouble on Instagram and Facebook and all that. That's why they they killed my first Facebook page. I had half a million people on it. But I, I do have another one. It's Dr. Boyce Finance. So feel free to follow me there. And also B1Nation.us. That's where we're actually building. That's where we're actually hanging out. B1Nation.us. That is a social media platform that is off of Facebook, off of Instagram, complete freedom of speech. As long as you don't go in there acting crazy, uh, the moderators won't have to put you out of there. So uh, just go over to B1Nation.us and hang out. There's um, It's it's full of, we're, once we hit 100,000 people, though, it's going to become a paid platform. So you will have to pay to join at that point. But for now, it's free. So go to B, the number one, B1Nation.us. All right. So uh, so let's, let's read a little bit more about Jonathan Majors in this lawsuit. So it says here, uh, Perez went on to paint Majors, this is the attorney, to paint Majors as having a cruel and manipulative pattern of psychological abuse toward Jabari during their two-year relationship, saying that if his needs weren't met, the actor would become angry, shouting at Jabari, or throwing household objects at her, per the Associated Press. Similar claims were made in a Rolling Stone expose from June, where Majors' former classmates at Yale, as well as film set employees, said the actor had a violent streak. Okay. Um, now that's interesting to me, uh, because that does sort of lean against majors, right. In terms of other people saying that, you know, that, that this guy did these other things. Now, when they say a violent streak, I probably need to know more specifics. I need to know, uh, again, if it was so violent and so harmful to other people, was it reported, uh, at the time, uh, you know, just like, um, when you go to the court of law, a lot of times I'm not an attorney here, but when you go to the court of law, a lot of times, if you say that you have a dispute with someone, a, a company or something where you feel like you didn't get your product, one of the first things they actually tell you, from what I understand, is they say, well, did you go through the proper channels? Like, did you fi- Did you reach out to the company and try to get the issue resolved? Did you fill out the complaint form? Did you do whatever? And you can't come back and say, I, I didn't fill out the complaint form because I didn't feel like it, or I felt like they might lie to me, or I was intimidated. You can't do that. They're going to they're going to send it back to you. They're going to say, well, why don't you go and fill out the form, go through the proper channels and then you come to us. Right. So I would just wonder what was done, uh, what was done in the moment when Jonathan Majors allegedly did these crazy things. Did somebody go to the dean? Did somebody uh, report it to the police? Uh, like, you know, and again, I'm not saying that it should or shouldn't have happened. I'm just saying that it does kind of make things sort of fuzzy later on for people that are trying to understand what happened. Now, one thing I also mentioned about Jonathan Majors allegedly wanting his wife to act like Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama. And I think that there was a recording to that effect. If that was the case, I think I think that's pretty hilarious. Right. Um, I would say to him. <laughs> You do know that Coretta Scott King is not a white lady, right? You do know Michelle Obama ain't white. You do know that Coretta comes from the black community. You do know Michelle Obama grew up on the south side of Chicago, right? You do understand that these women, that your woman ain't those women, that your women don't have the background of those women. Your women ain't had the struggle of those women. Your women don't have the, did not have the perspective that those women have. See, this is why I chose to marry an African-American woman, right? I could have married a woman from another country. I could have married a white woman. I could have married an Asian woman. I could have married, you know, whatever, right? But I wanted to marry a black woman because a black American woman has a perspective and an understanding of your black experience that Becky Sue from from Valley Jew is never going to have right like like Cindy Lou and Becky Sue do not have the experience that 
the black girl has from the hood or, or, or even if she ain't from the hood, just any black woman that's had the black experience. Like my wife grew up in Gary, Indiana. It don't get no blacker than Gary. Gary was a very, very black. And, uh, and it was an interesting type of black because she said, I didn't grow up really thinking about white people because there were no white people around. I didn't grow up comparing myself to white people, trying to prove things to white people. Everybody was black. I didn't grow up thinking that, that black people were supposed to behave a certain way because my friends were different. I had a lot of I had friends that were thugs, but I also had friends that that played the flute. I had friends that were medical doctors. I had friends that uh, that, you know, that were doing other things. So we didn't even think that there's a way you act when you're black. She said it wasn't until she got to college that she got around white folks and started seeing the differential that that suddenly you're the black person in the room. And that puts a constraint on you. They define you. Like all you are is the black guy. All you are is the black woman. And then we feed into that, right? Because everything we do is relative to whiteness. Everything we talk about, well, this is what it's like to be black. And being black is this and being black is that. Blah, 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 right? And what, what you actually probably don't realize is that when you're always defining yourself as the black guy or always defining yourself as the black girl, you lose a big piece of your humanity. You lose your right to simply be a human being. You know, it's like everything comes back to race all the time. And and I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes I get a little bit of racial exhaustion. You know, I like to do work on behalf of the black community. I like to uh, pour everything I have into the black community. That's never going to change. But but this idea that somehow we're always just the black guy, you know, and, and you have to constantly fight against that. Or, or I, one thing I won't do is I won't sit around and just sit around and have conversations about how white people feel about us. I don't care how white people feel about us, just like they don't care how we feel about them. Uh, I, I'm not sitting around comparing myself constantly to white people. They don't compare themselves to us. So, so I just kind of think in general as black people, uh, I think maybe how we view our blackness uh, should maybe be sort of adjusted or evaluated. So with Jonathan Majors, though, uh, one of the things that's interesting is that him, him, if he made that comment about, you know, I want this white woman to be like Coretta Scott King or like uh, Michelle Obama, that reminds me when I talked to Kanye West on the phone. And I, and one thing I told him flat out is I said, you know, to be honest with you, man, I never would have married a Kardashian. I said, I, I wanted to marry a, a woman that was like your mother. Your mother was a Donda. I married a Donda. Your, your mother was a, a, a professor from the south side of Chicago, who lived in the south side of Chicago. My wife is a professor who lived in the south side of Chicago. Uh, that's the kind of black woman I can, that's the kind of woman I can relate to. I said, I cannot relate to Kim Kardashian. And I didn't say this part, but I was thinking it. Kim Kardashian is a lady who became famous from a sex tape. And somehow she's been able to elevate above that and create this billion dollar family with, with these really uh, interesting people that tend to really enjoy spending time around black men who are rappers and basketball players. I don't understand it all. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it's not a family I'd want to be in. I, I would not feel comfortable in that family. Uh, Kanye mentioned a, a comment where he was um, saying that it's really hard to be around the Kardashian family because they're all these strong women that kind of make all these decisions and don't even include the male voice in that decision-making process. And I was thinking, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly why I would not fit into that space because as a man, I'm going to make my voice heard. As a man, I'm, I'm going to bring all my masculinity to the door. I'm not going to oppress anybody or be mean to anybody, but I'm not going to let anybody oppress me. And so effectively, I just kind of think that we, as generally speaking, as men, I encourage you to really think really hard about the kind of women, the kinds of women that you kick it with, you know, and I really encourage you to be open minded and intelligent about how you evaluate black women, uh, because when you see online that everybody sort of identifies black women 
uh, to be similar to the sexy reds and uh, and the the Sukihanas and all this other stuff. I think you're sort of mis miscalculating in a major way because not all black women fit in those categories and not all black women fit into whatever gold digger you might have been dating. Black women are all across the spectrum. And, uh, and, and my belief is that if you're committed to the black community, understand that the greatest commitment you can make to a community is 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 where you choose to spend your life. Right. Where you choose to make the greatest investment of all, not where you invest your extra money or your couple extra dollars or your little extra spare time. I'm talking about where do you invest your main dollars? Where do you invest your main time? Where's the bulk of your wealth going to go? So so you have a right, I believe, to be concerned or disappointed when you see mega wealthy black men extracting lots and lots of love and affection and appreciation from the black community that catapults their career to the top. And then they take all this massive wealth they built from this support from the black community and they just pass it all over to Becky. I, I think that, that it's okay to kind of question that and to kind of say, like, come on now. Like, black women been there for, with you since the beginning. Black women have had your back. Black women are the only ones who love you when you're on the down and out. If you're sitting there and you're calling yourself Mr. Kardashian now because you married one of those ladies with the fake lips and the fake booties all trying to look black but not quite being black, right? So you are sitting next to them and they're getting a big chunk of your wealth. They're getting your best. They're getting your time. They're getting your energy. They're getting your everything. I think it's interesting, though, that a lot of those guys, when they go through the shit, like when, when white folks get done with them, when they just when they kick them out, what do they do? They go straight back to the black community. They come running back to black. And my thought is like, no, nigga, you stay over there. You go you go ahead and keep being a Kardashian. No, OJ, you stay over there. You you said, no, I'm not black. I'm OJ. OK, well, now you really just need to be OJ. But, but oh, I get it. Being OJ is not enough right now. That ain't really working for you. So now you want to be the black guy so you can lean on racism and, and, and use the racial struggle of black people to your benefit and somehow assume that the black community is the side chick you can go to when your main chick don't want you no more. That's what they do. That's what they do. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not talking about Jonathan in particular. I don't know Jonathan Majors, but look at what he did. He goes from, you know, this lady, we're going to call her Becky. I can't remember her name, so we're going to call her Becky. And then when the shit hits the fan, when he lost his job with Marvel, when everybody's kind of done with him, oh, he's bringing Megan Good with him to court, you know, and and and, and, and citing racism as as the reason for the accusation. Well, if, if your woman is racist, why would you be dating a racist anyway? What makes you think that marrying a Klansman is going to get you uh, to, to where you want to get to? Oh, oh, oh I, I understand. Maybe what you're doing is what a lot of people do in Hollywood. A lot of black folks in Hollywood that tend to rise to the top. If you look at their partner, it tells you a lot. You look at or even if you look at the Supreme Court, who are the two black Supreme Court justices uh, right now? Clarence Thomas, Katanji Brown Jackson. Both of them on separate uh, sides of the aisle, one a Democrat, one a Republican. One went to Harvard, one went to Yale. One is a likable woman. The other is a horribly unlikable man. But neither one of them has a black spouse. Give me a yes or no. Do you think that Katanji Brown Jackson would be on the Supreme Court if she had married a black man? Yes or no? Give me a yes or no. Do you think that Clarence Thomas will be on the Supreme Court if he had married a black woman? Yes or no? Do you think that Kamala Harris would be vice president of the United States if she had married Tyrone? 
instead of instead of Dougie. You know, Dougie. It ain't Dougie Fresh. <laughs> it ain't Dougie Fresh. It's Dougie Stale. Dougie Pale. <laughs> right. So 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 we know what it is. That that's that's how the game works. So so in a way, it's interesting. Now that I think about it, it's like it, it goes back to investing, right? Because I'm a finance guy. I think about everything in terms of investing. So when you choose who you marry, you're making the biggest investment of your life. One of the biggest investments anyway. So when you make this investment, here's the thing that's interesting. This is what this thought just came to me. When you are investing, there are ways you invest when you're ahead. And then there's ways to invest when you're behind. Like there's a way you approach the you approach stocks when the market's strong, and then there's a way you approach stocks when the market's weak. There's a way you run your company when you're making extra cash, and there's a way you run your company when you're on the verge of bankruptcy. Do you follow what I'm saying? Are y'all getting my analogy here? I need y'all to know y'all follow me with this. I need you to follow me because this is a great investing lesson. So the the rule in Hollywood is that there is a way you date when things are good and you on top and you get in the movie roles and everybody loves you. And then there's a way you date when, when you don't, when you don't hit the shit, <laughs> right? When they, when they, when you got the allegations and, and you done lost the big movie role and you're trying to, or you're trying to stay out of jail or you're trying to keep your career alive. Right. And, and what unfortunately occurs, and this is something black women, I need y'all to really process this because I, I support you hundred percent on this. I can't support everything because some stuff don't make no sense when I see it, but this one I, I'm with you on and I'll fight these guys about this shit is that, is that they use the black woman as the fallback option when their life ain't going the way they thought it was going to go. That's what they do. That's what happens. That's what people do. You know, there was a kid. Let me tell you a story. Before I tell you the story, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Um, also, my this podcast is on Spotify. You can find my name. On, if you look up my name, Boyce Watkins on Spotify, you can find it there. Also, a couple of uh, things, a couple notes for those who just came in. I do have a book called Financial Love Making that relates to love and money. So if you'd like to take a look, you can go to drboycebooks.com. It's also on Amazon and Audible. My new book uh, is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It's an Amazon bestseller. Thank you guys for the support. I think you guys will like it. So feel free to go take a look at that. Uh, also, uh, we're doing a 30-day financial consciousness class uh, on our social media platform, Be One Nation, be the number one nation.us. And uh, it's going to start January 1st. We're going to go 30 straight days of 30 lessons on ways to elevate your economic consciousness. And we're going to work through a book that I have called 30 Days to Black Wealth and Power. Uh, right now, it's sold out. Right now, we you know we don't have any more of the books left. However, we'll get some more. So if you want to be notified when we get more books in stock and we have more spaces, just text the word STOCK, S-T-O-C-K, to 31996. Text STOCK to 31996. I'll notify you. I'll also send you a lot of other free stuff that will help you in your economic journey because I'm I am a finance professor, but I can explain why I'm talking about this. I hope that you understand why why I'm talking about this because culture and life and economics they're all connected. They're all connected. Jonathan Majors is probably going to lose you know a good 10 20 million dollars. He's probably lost no scratch that he's probably lost 50 to 100 million dollars worth of opportunity from this accusation. Right. And and I think that from a strategic standpoint, I don't understand the relationship choice. But but anyway, let's 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 hop back into this. Let's think about this, though. Right. There was a kid I met one time who went to Stanford. He came to my event in Houston and he was like 20 years old. And most of the people that come to my events are like like 28 and up. Right. They kind of hit the point where real life matters and they're trying to actually get their money right. I wish people would listen when they were younger so you don't get into these tough spots. Uh, and, and there are young people that listen. But most of my audience is like 28 to say 
50, 55 or something like that. Right. So this, but so his kids there, he's like 20 years old and he was um, following me around. He was asking me all these questions and I was answering the questions. He would follow me into the bathroom and talk to me. And, and, and he was really soaking up the information. I love that. I love talking to young people. Right. So I'm talking to this kid and he's super smart. He's, he goes to Stanford. And let me tell you what he told me. This is real, real life story. This is a Jonathan Majors type uh, of, of, of incident. He said, uh, he said, you know, to be honest with you, Dr. Watkins, uh, three years ago, I, I, I wouldn't have even listened to somebody like you. And I said, yeah, because you were probably seven, sixteen, seventeen 16, 17 years old. I understand. And he said, um, but what happened to me was that I was dating. I, w- I was the star of the football team. I had scholarships to Stanford, Harvard, Yale, et cetera. And then I got accused of sexual assault with the girl that I was dating. And because she was she was a white girl. And uh, and he said, I didn't do it. He said, but I did not know how to prove that I didn't do it. He said, I didn't know. Like he said, I just was like, no, this isn't true. But everyone just assumed it was true because she said it. And then check this out. He said, I was an actor and I was literally in a play with a bunch of white kids called Black Lives Matter. The play was called Black Lives Matter. He said, all the white kids stopped speaking to me. He said, all my friends abandoned me because they thought that I had raped this girl. And do you know what he said? Check this out. He said it. He said that eventually I was able to, to prove that she lied. I think because this girl had, you know, she had psychiatric problems. She's on medication. She'd done crazy stuff in other situations. So eventually they concluded that that nothing happened. Right. And he said the only people that stood by me when that happened were the black women that were in the play with me. They were the only ones who stood by me. And he said, and I, I said, yeah, well, I said, you do understand that that's been true since slavery. Cause you know, black women can also see through Becky's shit. They can, they, they know, they know game when they see it. I, I think a lot of black women, because they know you so well, remember that, the, that black woman, that's your mama, that's your sister. That's the, the, that's your daughter. Those are the women that know you. And most black women that I know, intelligent black women, at least they know the difference between you know, a, a predator and a not non-predator. They know the difference between a harmful man and a man who's not going to hurt nobody, right? They, they can kind of sense that. They can pick up on that. Like, I remember my wife talking to me about when she went to a, a party, a Tupac party, a long time ago, because we're part of the Tupac generation. And she said, I walked in this club, and she said, I walked in, and she said, my spidey senses went off. She said, I got to, she said, I knew I had to get out of there. I said, she said, it didn't feel right. I begged that man to give me my $20 back because that was the only $20 I had. I was like, please, you got to give me my 20 I don't want to go in there because, because bad things are going to happen to me if I go in there. Right. So, so most women have instincts, right. And, 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 and that's what I, I really appreciate about you all, because sometimes it's like, if you've been accused and you didn't do anything. You know, you it's it, you you need somebody that's gonna like have your back a little bit and not just go along with what everybody else is saying. You know, so so I I think personally that that's a that's sort of one of those things that black women do for us that we as men just don't appreciate the way that we should. And I and I'm gonna tell you, I really think I'm not here to judge nobody's relationship. I got people in my own family who married whatever they wanted to marry. I'm not judging at all. If you got a white spouse, bring your bring your white husband with you to class. As long as he's down, bring your white wife. She can be educated too. It's totally cool. I'm not judging. I promise you I'm not judging you. But I am going to say that there is something to be said about who you choose to spend your life with. 
Like I, I could not sit here in front of you and claim to be Mr. Boyce, Mr. Blackity Black, but I'm like, oh, here's my wife, you know, the blonde hair, blue eyed lady. That's my spouse. No, it's it's me reflecting a preference that I have. It's me showing you that when it came time for me to make the biggest investment that I was going to make in my life, when it came, when the shit really hit the fan and the, the shit was meeting the shit and it was time for me to really put up a shut up, I chose her. I did not choose you. And uh, and some people and people will say, oh, well, you know, you can't control who you fall in love with. No, that's bullshit. You can. You can. You don't fall in love with your sibling. You don't fall in love with your cousin. You don't fall in love with your friend's spouse. You know, you don't fall in love with 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 somebody that 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 you that you know you're not supposed to be with. So so stop that. I I, I personally think, and I think that really, it definitely. Let's go back to economics from an economic standpoint. I think it's very important. There's a reason why in many cultures the families are very picky about who they want their children to marry. They are. They're, they're like, oh, we're no, we're Hindu. We want somebody that's another Hindu. We're Jewish. We want another Jew. We want you to marry a Jewish person. We need to keep it. Or we're wealthy. We're, you know, we need you to marry somebody who comes from something, so they ain't coming up in here trying to rob the family, right? There, there's a reason why that marries, uh, why that matters. And we, unfortunately, many of us are never educated on that. So we just think it's all about which girl got the biggest booty, or which man, which man gave me the best sex, and, and or whatever, right? It's just silly stuff. And, and you're not thinking about the culture of family and what family actually represents when you're both old and fat and you don't look good no more. You know, what does that infrastructure look like that you've developed? Or does it just look like a big mess, a bunch of big chaos, a bunch of bunch of orgasms that you had with a bunch of random people that amounted to absolutely nothing? I'm going to I'm going to finish this up. And because uh, I've, I've made most of my points about Jonathan Majors, I'm going to read a little bit more of this article because I think that there's more to dissect here. Um, hit the thumbs up button. I'm going to pull this up real quick. So I'm reading from Complex Magazine. So he said the behavior allegedly went over the edge before Major was arrested on March 25th after a domestic dispute with Jabari. That's the girlfriend. Prosecutors are accused Majors of launching into an attack around midnight in the back of a Cadillac Escalade after Jabari discovered flirtatious text messages on his phone from a woman named Cleopatra. It's alleged that Majors broke Jabari's middle finger, twisted her right forearm, and struck her ear, which became bloody. The two were returning to, to Majors' uh, Chelsea Triplex apartment from dinner at Walters in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. According to Chowdhury, after Majors allegedly fled the scene when the vehicles pulled, pulled over, Jabari chased him on foot through traffic like in a movie. When she couldn't find him, Chowdhury claims that Jabari spent a few hours at a Manhattan nightclub with three strangers she had met that evening. The prosecution said otherwise, claiming that Majors roughed up Jabari inside the vehicle multiple times before it was pulled over. Jabari, in turn, allegedly accepted an invitation to the club from bystanders as an attempt to temporarily block out the incident before returning home, taking two sleeping pills and falling asleep on the bathroom floor. <laughs> I just love how the different lawyers create these different stories. Like, like so, so she was, so she just ran into two bystanders who 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 invited her to go to the club so she can block out the the pain from the incident. Okay, but she's out clubbing basically. Majors called the authorities for a wellness check on Jabari, who woke up with police officers standing over her. So apparently, he called the the police. That's interesting, right? So if he's running from the cops, if he's th this fugitive vigilante criminal that she says he is. Uh, it, it, you know, it's kind of strange that he would call the cops the next day, right? Most criminals don't call the cops. But then again, though, sometimes a criminal will call the cops because they want to pretend like they're not a criminal, right? So that could happen. But I don't think I think he called the cops because he probably didn't think he did anything wrong. 
Along with being hospitalized with minor injuries, Jabari was hesitant to report the abuse because majors had trained her to stay silent, according to Perez. Because I guess, you know, women don't have brains and they get you can train them like puppies or something. That's kind of the narrative that he, she had, tra he had trained her to be silent. Come on, man. Uh, after telling police about the alleged assault, which Jabari briefly recanted in alleged text messages sent to majors, the actor was arrested. So after telling police about the alleged assault, so Jabari briefly recanted. So apparently there were text messages where she recanted the assault. What's interesting as well is when they said that she chased him after the incident. Most of the time, I'm not speaking for anybody. We know people react differently when they've gone through an abusive situation. But if somebody's whooping my ass, let's just be real here. If somebody just really whooped my ass and I'm really terrified of that person, give me a yes or no. Would I be chasing them down the street? I mean, like if I'm afraid of that person, like like Debo, let's let's look at let's look at it like I'm the smaller one. Right. So so Debo, remember Debo when Friday. So if Debo just pummeled me and beat the beat the shit out of me and he leaves the scene. Am I going to go like where he at? Where he at? Am I going to do that? Yes. What do y'all think? No, I'm not. I'm not going to go chase. No, I'm going to go in the other. I'm going to the cops. I'm going I'm going anywhere other than the direction that he went. Right. So this sounds to me like a fight. It sounds like they did have a fight and she's like mad. Like, no, don't you walk away from me? Like that kind of thing. That's what it sounds like to me. Right. right? So so because because I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody would go chase the person that they are mortified of. Is that not common sense? Right. Uh, and this is something that that we brought up a lot with the Bill Cosby thing was it was like, so you're telling me that for 20 years you were following Bill Cosby around, taking money from him, bragging to your friends about how you were friends with him going to cities specifically to meet him, but yet you were terrified of him because he was the guy who did these horrible things to you. I'm not saying that he didn't do those horrible things, but I'm a confused. I'm just a little bit confused because I, I've just, I've seen people really get abused in most people. I've been beaten up before. I got beat up by this guy a long time ago in high school. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go see him anymore. The only time I would be chasing somebody down after they, after they whoop my ass is if I think I can whoop their ass too. If I if I'm looking for revenge or I'm mad and I'm like no let's keep the fight going I'm gonna chase you down I'm if I'm scared of you I'm going the other direction am I crazy for saying that or is this somebody gonna call me a sexist am I am I like an evil terrible man am I victim blaming now no no that's, whatever I'm not I'm sorry that's not victim blaming because you don't really know who the victim is that's the thing when when it becomes he says she said when she's saying I was abused and he's saying I was abused. Well, then you don't really know who the victim is. You don't know who was abused or maybe they were abusing each other. And, and I'm going to tell you, I got educated on this uh, a little bit. Uh, Jesse Jackson's daughter, Santita, she called me one time. I, I, I had a years ago, I had made a statement about that movie with Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? And uh, and I said, yeah, you know what? What I did to Tina was terrible and da da da. And I don't I, I still don't uh, you know condone what happened there. I don't condone Ike in terms of what I saw. But one thing that she did say to me, she said, I knew Ike and Tina. She said, we used to travel overseas with Ike and Tina. And she said, what people don't talk about is that it wasn't just Tina beating up on Ike because she didn't bake the cookies right or whatever the way it was portrayed in the movie, the feminist perspective. She said they would fight each other. She said he, Ike would throw a blow. She would throw a blow. He would throw a blow back. They'd, she'd throw a blow. They'd be chasing each other through the hotel, kicking each other's ass. Now, again, it's not appropriate. <clears throat> I've told y'all, I think the best way any young person listening, please hear me when I tell you, keep your hands to yourself. You don't need to go 
go fist fist with nobody. You you shouldn't be hitting your woman. You shouldn't be hitting your man. Put your head, keep your hands to yourself. In fact, the studies show that black families, black relationships have a much higher incidence of this kind of violence than other relationships. And I've told y'all the number one culprit behind that violence. It is undiagnosed, untreated trauma. It is undiagnosed, untreated trauma. That trauma, if you get a trauma response, that will bring out the inner slave in you. So next thing you know, you're beating each other like slaves and it becomes a complete mess. So I implore you, get the help that you need. Heal from your trauma. Fix that. It has heavy uh, financial implications, heavy mental health implications, heavy physical health implications, and horrible relationship implications. They call it a trauma response. I got to get my wife in here at some point. By the way, her website is on the screen. It's coachingwithdralisha.com. If you want to go and see what she does, she sees clients all the time that deal with this stuff. And she said the trauma people that come in are on the trauma scale very, very high and don't really understand what trauma really does to you. Right. And part of the trauma response is when you in a relationship and everybody's trying to knock each other out, your relationship's supposed to be love. It ain't supposed to be a boxing match. So I don't care what she did to you or what she said to you or what he said to you. Stop hitting people. Put keep your hands to yourself. That, that, that that's that's simple. It's easy to do. It's very easy to do. So so anyway, let me keep going. Let me keep going. That's what I would tell Jonathan Mason. I'm like, dude, stop, quit it, man. Stop it. Okay, I get it. I know what happened. You are one of the uh, biggest sex symbols on the planet. You just did a movie that made a billion dollars or something or a, a 500 million or whatever. You just did a three, four, five hundred million dollar movie with your shirt off. So I know you got you probably have vagina pouring out of your cell phone everywhere you go. I'm sure random women run up to you and throw their panties at you because somehow we've we've been trained to idolize movie stars. And even though they're likely to give you an STD or something because they've slept with 18,000 people, you still women still instinctually are attracted to these men and that's just what it is because you are the alpha among alphas and you're at 31 years old which is the sexual peak uh, for women women 31 year old women are the horniest women on the planet because your clock is ticking by the way that's what the biology is actually doing that's why you're so horny and the 31 year old man is 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 is, is very attractive that's why jesus in all the books jesus is about 31 32 years old because that's the that about that age where men are at their most attractive so i get it i get it Sex everywhere. Everybody's just having all kinds. Of, I get it. I'm not judging. So she sees this and somehow she's been led uh, into some sort of illusion that she can marry this guy who's internationally famous, who does movies with his shirt off, and he's going to be 100 percent faithful. I don't know where people get all these fantasies, but whatever. I don't care. So she looks at the phone and sees Cleopatra. So she's mad. She starts flipping out freaking out, slapping you, taking the phone away, whatever. You start hitting her back because you're like, girl, you better give me my phone back, da, da, da. The next thing you know, y'all are fighting in the back of this Cadillac Escalade. And it gets messy, right? And But here's the problem, though. And this is where Jonathan Majors has to take responsibility is that you're bigger than her. You know, you are, you know, six feet, whatever, and 200-something pounds of muscle. I saw you in the movie. You were big. Why do you, you don't, you, you have no business putting your hands on a woman, period, right? That's, that's the part where if he were my son, I'd say, son, I know that it's, he said, she said, but now your, your life is muddy. Now it's messy. Now people are picking through the mess that you made of your life because you can't understand the importance of controlling your sexuality to preserve this massive amount of generational wealth that you're going to be able to create by being able to do something that very few black people ever get a chance to do. I mean, when I saw Jonathan Majors in that movie playing the villain in a 
hundred, $200 million blockbuster. I don't know about y'all, but I was very, very proud. I was super proud of, of him. He, he was, he's extraordinary. He's so, have y'all seen his movies? This man can act. He is good. He's like Denzel Washington. Good. I said, he's, he, that's the next Denzel right there. That guy was killing it. That's what Megan Good sees. Megan Good sees the talent. I think that that's what a lot of people see, right? And, and you know, but but I, I just kind of don't understand. Why would you be like taking penitentiary chances when you got the whole world at your feet like that? I don't get it. I, I mean, I get it, but I don't. I get it, but I don't. And what I mean by that is I don't get it because it's crazy and stupid and highly illogical, but I get it because what probably occurs a lot of times is that when we have emotional damage of some sort, and we don't deal with it like undiagnosed, untreated trauma, which Jonathan Majors clearly has, because if you hear his story, I read his story. His story was very, very sad. He's been through a lot. So you have this undiagnosed, untreated trauma. So you are pretty much going to be uh, your life is going to be navigated by all of the poison that's been injected into your subconscious mind. You're, you're going to your habits are going to be. Uh, built around these unhealthy coping mechanisms. Maybe a sex addiction might be one of them. It could be drugs or alcohol. And so you're going to end up making a bunch of choices that are highly illogical and highly inconsistent with the man that you want to be. They're going to be inconsistent with the purpose that you claim to have. They're going to be inconsistent with the discipline required for you to be able to maintain a position of such tremendous power and be able to navigate a space where the temptation is through the fucking roof. Seriously, Hollywood is is a tempting, tempting place. When you go to Hollywood and you succeed at the highest levels, you pretty much have made a deal with the devil. You have, you really have, uh, it, because you're, you're, you're now super famous. You can have whatever you want. Uh, that's how the devil gets you. Uh, and, and when Denzel, I liked when Denzel was talking about Will Smith and he said, and he told Will when Will punched out Chris Rock or slapped him, he said, uh, he said, when you're at your, at your peak, that's when the devil gets you. But here's the thing, my wife, because she's an expert on the subconscious mind, she said, Denzel wasn't talking about the devil as in Satan. He was talking about the devil as in your subconscious, the devil as in your doubts and your fears, the, the devil as in anything that can derail you from what you're trying to do, the devil as in all the temptation. All the temptation that comes with having that much power that to the point where it can literally make you insane. And so effectively, the devil got him. I think the devil, you know, but now I'm not talking about it from a religious standpoint. I'm talking about it from the fact that it's real hard to be 32 years old and to be the most famous man, one of the most famous men on the planet. And it's real hard at 32 years old to have just so many women chasing you at the same time. So much money being thrown at you. So many people want to be your friend. So many people want to give you whatever you want. That's a lot of temptation to walk away from, which means that a person in that position, if they were to ask me, Dr. Boyce, what should I do if I want to preserve and protect it? You know what I would say? I would say, get you a damn good therapist. I need you to meditate every morning so you can figure out who the hell you are and where you need to be. You, you need to find you need to become one with the, the space that you want to be in. Uh, I would also say uh, that if you pick a woman vet her carefully, pick somebody that's going to protect you, not somebody that's going to put you in harm's way. Because there's plenty of good women where you can have bad incidents occur and they might walk away from you, but they're never going to just decide that they want to make a campaign out of destroying everything that's left of your life. And I'm going to tell you, women like that, I appreciate. I respect women like that because men, men, I think good men do the same thing. You know, there's nothing that my wife could really do to me 
that would make me feel the need to spend my life trying to destroy everything that she has. There's nothing. There's just nothing. I, I, I can never imagine having so much venom. I've never had so much venom toward a woman. I've been hurt by women. We all have. A lot of us have been hurt. But I have never been hurt so badly by a woman that I wanted to destroy that woman, especially years after we've broken up. And so, so ultimately, I kind of think that uh, Jonathan Majors made a miscalculation. I think that what 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 tends to happen is white folks will put you to sleep. They'll, you know, you'll get the money and the power and the fame and you will really think you're invincible. You start running around telling me I'm not black. I'm OJ. And then next thing you know, they remind you, no, you're still black. You just you just had a temporary fantasy. And now that fantasy has turned into a nightmare. So I think OJ Simpson went through it. Bill Cosby went through it. Tiger Woods went through it. I think Jonathan Majors is going through it. And what's unfortunate for Jonathan Majors to me is that he was still at the very beginning of his journey where he was still probably going to make another billion dollars or something by the time he was done. I mean, this man had the whole world at his feet, and now it's going to be very hard to come back from that. I think he can. I think he will. He'll probably end up in a Tyler Perry movie or something, right? Because there's black people that like him and believe in him, and I think he's going to have opportunities as a result of that, but he won't be playing Ant-Man's the Ant-Man villain anymore. I will be shocked if Disney maintains their massive economic commitment to Kang as their primary villain uh, particularly given the pressure Disney's under right now. They are not going to take on this controversy after they've already got a bunch of other things that are eaten away at the foundation of their economic empire. That's just my two cents. That's what I believe. Hopefully I'll be wrong. And I and I, and I, if you want to know what I think his penalty should be, I don't, I don't know. I think that if there's no evidence that he did anything to truly significantly harm this woman, let that man go. Let him go live his life, and hopefully he'll learn some lessons from this. But then again, maybe he won't. Won't I don't know. And if Jonathan sees this video, you can call me. I will be more than happy to be a private advisor to you. I do not want any money, any recognition. I would just like to share something with you that might help you make better choices because I get tired. I get sad when I see men that have everything throw it all away. And in many cases, when they lose it all, it's over a woman. It's some bad decision over a woman. And that's why you have to be really careful with this. So you make sure you tell your sons, tell your son, your brother, all the men that you know, you know, about the, the strategy required to do that. Because if they don't understand these things, they get out here sleeping with just anybody, getting into any kind of situation. Next thing you know, the world will eat them up. And it's it's a mess when it happens. And it makes me really sad. And I've just seen it happen too many times. So anyway, that's why I talked about this today. That's why I, it was on my heart. And I appreciate you guys for listening. I'm done. I have nothing else to say. In fact, my tongue hurts because I've been talking too damn much. So I'm going to get on out of here, guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. This podcast is on Spotify and Apple. So if you go to Spotify and Apple and look for my name, you can find it. Boyce Watkins is my name. Uh, also, if you want to get notified, uh, I told you guys the uh, the 30 days uh, to black wealth and power. Uh, that course of uh, the financial consciousness training, uh, 30 straight days. We're going to meet every morning at 10 a.m. for 30 minutes, uh, including Sunday, seven days a week for 30 straight days because we're trying to form a new habit going into the new year. We're going to elevate your economic consciousness. Uh, that course starts on January 1st. Uh, it is sold out right now. It's sold out right now because the requirement was very basic. All you have to do is buy a copy of the book. And uh, so you can follow along in, in the reflective journal. Uh, a lot of you must have been happy about it because the books are sold out. However, uh, I will notify you when we get more books. Uh, so if you want to be notified or if you want to receive uh, profit alerts when I find stocks that I like, things like that, uh, just text the word stock, S-T-O-C-K, to 31996. Text stock to 31996. I will text it to you when it's ready. And also my website is boycewatkins.com. Feel free to go there if there's any way that I can help you in any way. All right, so God bless you. Hit that thumbs up button. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you very, very much, and I will see you guys soon. Take care. Peace.
Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.